0: This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, episode 32. This month, Jonathan Cho reports on volunteering and how it can enhance your career in career connection. Corey speaks with Caroline Stokes, founder of Forward and host of the Emotionally Intelligent Recruiter Podcast. And Georgia Stelluto brings you up to date on the latest in our conference calendar and eBooks. And now here's
1: your host, Corey Ruth. Thanks, John. If you're a regular reader of our free online magazine, IEEE USA Insight, you've likely noticed the new presidents column. Each month, IEEE USA President Tom Coughlin dives into a topic of interest to members. In his last column, Tom talked about the importance of empowering women in IEEE. To continue the advancement of humanity and solve the daunting problems facing our species and our planet, we need to harness the perspectives, insights, creativity, and energy of all members in the diverse community of technologists. As the largest technical professional organization in the world, IEEE should lead the way in making women feel welcome and accepted. What if IEEE could be a refuge for women in technology and help them flourish in their technical careers? What if women felt a real sense of membership? What if we could help our women members feel empowered and encouraged to be their best selves? Meeting these goals won't happen overnight, but as an organization, we are working toward a future where all feel welcome, all perspectives are honored, and the energy of all members are harnessed to create a better world. You can read Tom's full article and leave feedback at insight.ieeeusa.org.
2: I'm Jonathan Cho, and this is Career Connection, a segment where I take on aspects of young professional life and give guidance and tips. The topic for this month is volunteering and how it can enhance your career. Aside from my full-time career with IEEE USA, I'm also a volunteer board member for another member-focused nonprofit organization, working with college students to develop their leadership skills and reach their fullest potential so that they can make a difference in the world. It seems like a lot to handle, and in truth, sometimes it can be pretty exhausting to do. However, the reason I continue to work professionally and volunteer at the same time, despite the slight fatigue of managing both, is because I found it to be incredibly fulfilling, as well as relevant to my career development and success as well. Volunteer experience doesn't just help the world and soothe your soul, but it can also broaden your network, build your skill set, and give you work experience without having to get hired by anyone. Your volunteer work can be a big part of who you are. A research by LinkedIn showed that one out of every five hiring managers in the U.S. has hired a candidate because of their volunteer experience. Let's go a little bit more in-depth with the practical benefits volunteering can have to one's overall career success. First... Volunteering can help establish and expand your network. People talk a lot about networking and expanding their professional contact list. As cliche as it might sound, there is some basis to that. I know quite a few individuals, many of whom volunteered in the same organization that I currently work for, who leverage their volunteer experiences into full-time positions, or have used their volunteer coordinators as references when applying for jobs. Volunteering not only gives you the opportunity to make contacts in the business world, but also to meet contacts to add to your personal circle of friends as well. For example, after college, many young professionals find themselves starting a new job in a new city. Sometimes making this transition is easy. Other times, it's a challenge. Volunteering is a great way to meet a variety of people who may have similar interests or may be able to help you make your transition easier. Another obvious reason that volunteering can benefit your career success, it can build your resume. Think about this. You're one of two people competing for a job opening, and you both bring the same skill sets to the table. However, only one of you can say that you spend your free time at a charity sending gift packages to troops overseas. Who do you think is going to get the job? Let's break down the work that it must have taken for the nonprofit to send those gift packages overseas. Someone had to do fundraising to pay for what goes into the package. Then there is the need to coordinate a space for everyone to stuff and mail the packages from. And the need for someone to coordinate and guide the people who are going to volunteer to stuff those packages and make sure those packages get into the right hands. Already, we've listed the need for leadership skills, organizational skills, logistic skills. Often, without even trying or realizing it, you really are growing your skill set by doing volunteer work. I've mentioned previously how I'm a volunteer board member for a member focused nonprofit. One of the things I do for the organization is work and communicate with higher education and university administrators in ensuring a student branch of the nonprofit at those universities are doing well, fulfilling their standards and expectations, and coordinating with and mentoring those members in their own professional development. Though I had some experience from my past jobs, this volunteer experience had given me the chance to further develop my organizational skills and my soft skills. Your resume is an ever-evolving document and it has the potential to be improved through each activity or volunteer opportunity. By choosing the right opportunity, you can gain experience and refine your skills in any desired field. Finally, volunteering can help you find balance. It's very easy to get caught up in work and not pay attention to or make time for other equally important parts of life. Time spent in your 20s and early 30s is a good time to evaluate who and what these elements of life are to you. work. Family, friends, and so on, this balancing act can include different things for different people. However, speaking from experience, I highly recommend adding volunteering to your list. By making giving back a priority early on, you set a precedent for yourself that giving time to worthwhile organizations and causes is a vital part of your own personal development as well. As a young professional myself, I can personally attest to some of these points in that getting out and actually volunteering and making a difference has a great personal return on investment. Before I end off, I'd like to announce that our IEEE USA Government Relations Program is looking for volunteers to help prepare and promote public policies that strengthen our profession, enhance innovation, and improve our society. You can find more information about it by going to our website at ieeeusa.org. All right, everyone. This has been a career connection with Jonathan Cho. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you all next month.
0: In the IEEE USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up to a newsmaker or a public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. In this segment, Corey speaks with Caroline Stokes, founder of Forward, podcast host, and author about the power of influence.
1: And we're very lucky to have Caroline Stokes with us today on the show. Caroline is the founder of The Forward Company and author of Elephants Before Unicorns. Caroline, thanks so much for joining us.
3: Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. So
1: I wonder if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself
3: the areas that I work in is very much focused on human capital development and and really helping organizations and individuals move forward in their own way. Uh I'm founder of Forward which is an executive headhunting and coaching company and uh, I also uh focus on creating courses to help people evolve uh in their in their work environment and in, in their, as, as 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 professional and uh I also uh I just like you I'm a I'm a podcast host for the Emotionally Intelligent Recruiter as I'm really passionate about helping recruiters adapt their emotional intelligence in the AI age. And last but not least, I have that book that you mentioned. It's coming out later this year called Elephants Before Unicorns and how organizations need to adapt to ensure that they're able to attract the right uh, level of talent.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a a very interesting and very relevant book for the era that we're living in. So I'm very excited that you're going to be uh, joining us as a speaker at EVO 19, IEEE USA's premier leadership conference coming up in August, second and third in Pittsburgh. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what you're planning to speak about at the conference.
3: Well, first of all, I'm really excited to be meeting everybody and, and, and to have the opportunity to speak about something that's very, very important to me and should be important to everybody, which is the, the power of influence. We, we influence everything, uh, based on how we approach a situation, how we wake up in the morning and we decide how we're going to be that day. And I very much believe that we are all leaders, regardless of whether or not, um, a hierarchical boss may say, well, the leadership team do this. Everyone is a leader, uh, in in a in a large organization or even in a small organization. And it, it's it's about leading in all of the different ways that, that can make an impact. It's how you show up, how you present, how you communicate, how you respond to feedback, how you how you communicate to everyone that you communicate with, and we're not just talking about verbal cues, we're talking about body language cues as well. And I am not a body language expert, but I know full well that when somebody comes in with alternate body language to what they're saying, I can smell a rat and they will unfortunately influence me in a completely different way to what they think that they should be influencing me to do. Uh, so influence is, is, is an emotional intelligence skill. You may not necessarily read something that, that will say that in a particular way, but we influence people's behavior and that I strongly believe is part of the emotional intelligence uh, uh, skills. And it's all about how you are able to lead your own behavior, what you choose to provoke and provoke sounds. Usually it's used in a, in a way that it can be seen as quite negative, but it's about what do you want to provoke? What action, what response, what emotion do you want to provoke when you're having this conversation? So you're able to actually harness Your own communication styles and again that's going to be, uh, verbal and it's going to be body language oriented and I'm sure when everybody thinks about it when they're listening to this uh, recording they're going to go oh yeah you know what when when John comes into the meeting room and he is, he looks stressed we all are on edge we don't want to say what we want to say we have these big hairy audacious goals of being able to make things better but when he comes into the meeting room we just shut down because we know he's going to shut us down because that's how he is so that's provoking the wrong kind of behavior because we all go to the office every single morning or we we go to our place of work specifically to make things better. So it's about how we are able to understand how our actions can influence success.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, even at a corporate level, that sometimes there can be a company culture that would set a tone That could lead people to be more uh, open or be more closed and right down to the personal level, like you mentioned, in in a meeting or in in a discussion or, or interview or anything like that. Just that that power of influence can pervade from top to bottom.
3: It's huge. It's huge. How do you think people who are traditionally toxic leaders, how do they get to the top? It's because they are using very, very powerful negative forms of influence to get to that particular level. And people say, why is this person at the top? They're, they they treat everybody so badly. So that that is a negative association to influence. But there are Absolutely, much much better ways of being able to approach that through the power of of understanding your emotional intelligence, where you're able to adapt, to where and how you're able to grow. So you can become a very different person once you're able to apply that on a regular basis, and you're able to see how how you're doing, how you how you're able to perform. And it's about being a student of it, and it's a life being a lifelong student of it.
1: I think the philosophy of, of lifelong learning is so important to be able to constantly improve, never to be, oh, that's good enough. Always be seeking something more. I, I think it keeps, uh, keeps things interesting.
3: People want to hire people that are change makers, even if uh, their their internal employer brand and their internal uh, employer situation is very different. They they want to hire change makers. So people that usually say, "Oh, I haven't changed, and I haven't changed my my practices in the past 20 years. Uh, I I still do it in this particular way." That 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 really isn't a, 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 a successful mindset.
1: Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. So you talk about leadership and the ability of some people to rise to the top who may not necessarily make a good leader. What do you feel a good leader has? What are the qualities that make them be someone who's able to lead in an effective manner?
3: I'm going to use an example of somebody that I coached this week. He's VP of engineering for a large, very large data company and a data analyst company, I should say. And he's looking to evolve into another organization. He's been there for a very long time. When I was interviewing him, mock interviewing him to understand what his stories are, what his behaviors are, and to be able to see what his leadership style was, there's a lot in there that I could hear on how he communicated with people, the patience, how he is able to collaborate, how he is able to extract solutions, and rather than it being his way or the highway, he really knows how to collaborate with with individuals it is his way of being he brings a gentle amount of humor he is able to bring ideas to life he's able to find those solutions with with the the wide variety of people and he's able to communicate effectively with all of those different people um in a in a productive and collaborative way and it's a real pleasure to coach him because i don't think he realizes how good he is for starters and I've interviewed, I've either interviewed or I've coached people that ha- swing to the complete opposite side where they are quite direct tutorial there and dic- dic- they, they have dictatorship qualities and they will work on one thing without communicating those um what they're doing because they really don't want anybody to provide any input. Uh, and that's fine. You can have those individual contributor roles uh, within an organization. That's got, they're, they're going to be very successful in that particular way. But if they want to step up, if they want to evolve, if they want to still be relevant to their organization and to the um, employer landscape and, and to be able to compete in the world that is ridiculously overpopulated right now, people need to adapt and evolve.
1: Absolutely. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. For anyone who's interested in in hearing more, I know I am, be sure to check out your talk at Evo19. You can find that out and uh, buy tickets at evoconference.org. They can also check out your podcast, The Emotionally Intelligent Recruiter. Where else should people look for more info if they want to find out more about all these great things?
3: Well, thank you. Um, I I think you covered everything off very, very nicely. I appreciate it. The only other place I would potentially recommend is to go to www.theforward.co. That's where everything is, is stacked.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Now, here are some updates for IEEE USA ebooks and the IEEE USA conference calendar. Hey, IEEE members, sign up now for IEEE USA's Leadership Conference, EVO 2019 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on the 2nd through 3rd of August at evoconference.org. IEEE USA's two-day flagship event, The Evolution of You, EVO, will challenge you to think differently while embracing innovation and creativity. You'll develop valuable new relationships, share insights with industry peers, expand your knowledge on the journey to becoming a more effective leader, and more. You seriously won't want to miss the exciting lineup of speakers, including James Finlay, Adobe Senior Product Marketing Manager, Sunita Lanto, Vice President of Marketing for HP, Maxim Jago, Futurist Screenwriter and Filmmaker, Frank Shishirva, Site Reliability Engineering Manager for Google, Bran Farren, Co-Founder and CCO of Applied Minds, and more. And you'll also want to attend... Drive World Conference and Expo, August 27th through 29th in Santa Clara, California, Silicon Valley, North America's largest embedded systems event. For more information on upcoming conferences and to register, go to IEEE slash conferences. And from IEEE USA eBooks through July 15th, IEEE members can download free IEEE USA's Engineering Crossword Puzzle for Adults. Go to shop.ieeeusa.org, sign in with your IEEE web account, add the book to your cart, and enter promo code J-U-N-F-R-E-E-19 at checkout. And IEEE USA's latest free audiobook for members is How to Reward Your Employees in Tight Economic Times, Volume 2, Some Additional Techniques. Go to shop.ieeeusa.org, click on the book title, and follow the instructions to download your free audiobook in MP3 format. IEEE USA's New July ebook is Critical Thinking Skills for Engineers, Book 1. Analytical Skills, only $2.99 for members and $4.99 for members. Go to shop.ieeeusa.org to purchase. Don't miss these free gifts and great opportunities. I'm Georgia Stelluto for IEEE USA. <laughs>
1: If you're interested in government and public policy and have ever wanted to work on capitol hill an ieee usa government fellowship may be for you each year we sponsor three or four paid fellowships for qualified u.s ieee members those selected will spend a year living and working in washington as advisors to the u.s congress serving on the staff of a u.s senator or representative or with the u.s department of state or u.s agency for international development this once in a lifetime opportunity will give you experience that may prove invaluable whether or not you envision a long-term career on the Hill. Applications for 2020-2021 fellowships close Friday, December 13th, 2019. For more information, please visit IEEEUSA.org slash advocacy slash government fellowships or go to the IEEEUSA homepage, click advocacy and find government fellowships. I'm Corey Ruth. Until next time, thanks for joining us.
0: This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article, send us email at insightpodcast at IEEE USA.org. visit Facebook at facebook.com slash IEEE USA, or Twitter at IEEE USA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.